0: of e-commerce can be tricky and that's why you need the experts to help take you to the next level this is delivering e-commerce and this is chris parsons
1: hey everyone welcome to another episode of delivering e-commerce i'm your host chris parsons and tonight i have a very special guest drew green drew how you doing
2: i'm doing great how are you chris
1: very good, Drew. Um, last time we spoke, um, it's been many years. We first connected through um, through my work at Metroland, and you were just launching Shop.ca in in the marketplace, and that was exciting time frame. I would love for you to take um, our our audience tonight through through your journey. What have you been doing in your career, and how did it lead to where you are today with Indochino?
2: Yes. So it's so good to be here, Chris. I appreciate uh, you know you having me on, you reaching out, and and, and having me on. Um, you know, my journey goes back a couple decades now, right? I um, you know, born in Toronto, Canada. Went to uh, went to school there. In university, was overseas for a couple years, but really my my professional journey, um, you know, started in Toronto. Uh, was really really fortunate to. You know, help build a, a startup in Toronto, a technology company that ended up selling to DoubleClick, and as part of that acquisition, got to move to New York. And so, you know, here I was, kind of in my mid twenties, with this enormous opportunity to, you know, to go to the U.S., get great experience, and really grow, um, you know, grow my foundation. And so I moved to New York. I uh, ended up spending about ten years in New York, and you know, for about half that time was at DoubleClick as head of retail. Uh, which was just a phenomenal opportunity, uh, especially at such a young age. And as most would know, you know, DoubleClick ended up selling uh, to private equity, and then after that uh, to Google. Um, from there, just really, really, uh, you know, wanted to build e-commerce marketplaces and, and did that. You know, was able to build one of the top ten U.S. Uh, marketplaces, top ten U.K. marketplaces, both funded by Amazon and Bill Gates at the time. Uh, and then came to Canada and and built out Canada's first marketplace. Now, that's almost ten years ago now. It's, it's I think it's nine and a half, you know, roughly uh, since I moved back to Canada. And you know, for me, I really wanted to to do two things. Number one, I wanted to raise my boys Canadian. Uh, it was super important to me that 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 they grow up here in Canada. And the second thing is, I wanted to you know invest and uh, invest in Canadian entrepreneurs and and be a Canadian entrepreneur and really. Uh, help and empower the ecosystem and i think that's been a a really rewarding part of my career so now you know again almost 10 years um you know we've invested in in 30 companies um into chino now is i'm in my sixth year here you know growing uh, what is now a global brand and just feel really really fortunate uh, to be able to be part of the the entrepreneurial ecosystem here in canada
1: that's great. I mean, your history is so rich and you talk about DoubleClick and the, the work that you did there. And I, I remember because of I was obviously being at Metroland, the shop.ca ex- experiment and the fact that that marketplace was so unique and what you were doing from the way you were working with the suppliers to get them engaged, leveraging their content and getting them to become sellers on on the shop.ca site. When you were bringing that to market, it it, it almost felt foreign because a it was one of the first marketplaces, if not the first. And did you have to do a lot of selling to bring that to life, to get people to understand what your vision was?
2: Yeah, I mean, looking back, it was an incredible experience, right? Because if you, if you can imagine, it's, it's kind of, it's odd to say this now, but, you know, you had the largest retailers in the country not selling online. So, yeah. you know, Canadian Tire at the time wasn't selling online. Uh, Hudson's Bay had not launched yet you know, when we launched. Um, and so, you know, here we were in Canada kind of forging, uh, you know, a path really for what has become, you know, really, really big channel and category, um, you know, for the consumer, but 10 years ago, man, it was, uh, it was super interesting, right? Because it just wasn't, it wasn't where it was in the U S or other, you know, countries globally, it being e commerce and, you know, I feel like we 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 had a really big part or played a big role in bringing you know Canadian retail online. and And for that, I'm really proud.
1: Well, one of the takeaways I had and I've leveraged in my career is the fact that you partnered with the Toronto Star Metroland and worked through an agreement on on how to get impressions, like basically a good go to market strategy um, to get some advertising and product placement in in print and digital. Uh, through a very good collaboration, and, and I've I've leveraged that going forward when I've launched different e-commerce web platforms as well as to partner with a publishing uh, partner to to get more impressions instead of just buying those impressions, which can get very costly. So I love to hear that. Where did you come up with that concept?
2: You know, for us, um, well, I, I think first and foremost, I've kind of I developed really early on in my career a philosophy around people, uh, product, and partners as kind of a core roadmap for you know building and growing companies and so you know we knew and i knew with shop that we wanted to you know in order to be successful we would need to partner you know by nature a marketplace is dependent on its merchant partners but we went a step further and we you know thought okay what um, demand side partners could we really partner with to drive you know awareness and and ultimately traffic and sales and it was a super innovative deal at the time. and you know, I've since done it again. You know, we did a, a thirty-five million dollar deal here at Indochino with with um, you know National Post and and, and Post Media, and uh, that you know put us on the map uh, at Indochino. It made you know us one of the, the leading Canadian retail brands, just from an awareness standpoint, almost overnight. And so, partnerships has always been a you know core part of the philosophy in terms of growing a company and. And that's why we did that you know back then,
1: yeah, it was really innovative, and like I said, I've leveraged it myself going forward, and you know I think it's one of those one of those really innovative pieces when you're young in your career and you watch someone come in and I was able to steal that nugget from you and I thank you for that, but ultimately <laughs> uh it, it was it was brilliant it was a, just a different way to think about media and how to leverage um, partnerships and it was it was something that I encourage other E-commerce folks to to start thinking about as well as that that collaboration because um, it was it was a good move. So um, let's talk about Indochino. Let's for anyone that might not know what Indochino is, would love for you to uh, start uh, telling us about uh, Indochino, please.
2: So Indochino is a um, you know one of the fastest growing brands uh, apparel brands now in the world. We're a custom apparel brand though, so. You know, whether you come in store or you come online, we allow consumers to build a -a one-of-a-kind garment, whether that's suiting or shirting or outerwear, and uh, and really create their own personal style. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think about often is that we're not necessarily a retail brand. We're actually a platform for consumers to create clothing. And, uh, and like I said, create that one of a kind style for themselves. I think we're the second fastest growing retail brand in Canada behind Canada Goose. So, you know, again, just a tremendous amount of success and, um, you know, really grateful to, uh, to be part of a fantastic team doing it.
1: And when you launch in each market, I think you're above 50 showrooms now. Uh, how, how many, um, locations are, are you, uh, touting
2: these days? You know, when we entered COVID, so you think about March 2020, which uh, I think we'll always remember that month, (laughs) for when the world sort of stood still there for a couple weeks, um, we had 53 showrooms. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I'm very, very um, focused on is resiliency and just, you know, making sure that you're always thinking, you know, both in the moment, but also long term. And so we set a goal and sort of set a path to make sure the company when it when COVID did subside and ultimately come to an end, which it will, um, you know, we were even better positioned than prior COVID. So we've got uh, 79 showrooms now. So we've launched essentially two showrooms per month in a pandemic uh, on average. And that's, um, you know, that's covering, I think, 44 different markets across north america most of our business is now in the u.s i think we're 80 85 percent of our business is actually in the u.s but um but yeah so 79 showrooms long answer sorry about that
1: no that's great i mean that just shows you what the ability to pivot during covid and you like i said everyone else was on a standstill probably for the last 18 months there was not a lot of opening up of new locations it was trying to reinvent the wheel but your model works whether um, COVID's here or not, you know, that showrooming and clienteling and omnichannel, or, you know, a lot of people are referring it to as a harmonized experience, um, is, was relevant before COVID. So obviously during COVID and coming out of it, you're in a great position, whereas a lot of people are trying to find what that new retail experience is. You've actually already, we're, we're already in the journey of bringing that retail experience to life um, from, an, from an omni-channel perspective.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like we were ahead of the curve and, and you know are fortunate to have been ahead of the curve. I mean, we're appointment based. You know, last week I think we had close to five thousand pre-booked appointments across our, our showroom network. And so that, you know, that's built-in demand uh, for the retail network. Um, we're also virtual inventory, so much like my marketplace background, you know, I built this business, you know, based on, you know, not having inventory until until the item sold and so that allowed us to to be in a really really good position when covid hit because we just weren't sitting with hundreds of millions of dollars worth of inventory um you know and i think you know i was thinking back to your to your compliment on the metroland deal like i I just think it's always important you know not only to think ahead of the curve but to think differently right and and so you know back in 2015 when we started this the retail journey at indochino everybody was like, what are you doing? Like, you're, <laughs> you know, retail's dead. It's the apocalypse. You, you know, you shouldn't do that. And we said, no, 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 you know, 90%, if not more in Canada of, you know, retail dollars are still spent in store. We're just going to figure it out. We're going to do it differently. And, you know, we can't ignore nine and 10 customers and we have to be there. And so, um, you know, thinking differently and and sort of paving you know, a long-term plan is, is really important. You know, we've had now six weeks in a row of record revenue uh, at Indochino, which cool. is just a testament to the team and, you know, the power of, you know, thinking out of the curve, right. We wouldn't be in this position if we didn't, you know, sort of reimagine how we wanted to come out of COVID. And so, yeah, so that's, yeah.
1: That's great. And, and what's the future look like for, for your, is it more showrooms? Is it, um, is there any innovation down the pipeline on, you know, fittings for for the guys when they when they come in? Like, are you, you know, obviously when when I was 18 months ago, I'm now 25 pounds heavier than I was 18 months ago. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> not quite, but sorry, I did, I did sorry, put on some that. weight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so my whole wardrobe has to change. And right. now, how are you messaging and communicating with customers because I know I'm not the only one that has been, um, you know, had this, you know, routine and it, it was basically paused for the last 18 months and coming out of it. Um, now I need to get back into some old habits that were good habits, positive habits. But obviously I want to, as this, this business to start to to open back up and I start meeting people face to face again, I want to mm-hmm. put my suits back on. I want to look polished and what is your go-to market now coming out of COVID to to get people really re-engaged?
2: So always, I always refer back to the to the framework that I use right in terms of growing and building businesses, and and so, you know, people, product, and partners is what we, you know, tripled down on when COVID hit, and so, you know, we really, really protected our t- our team. Um, we expanded our product so we now have much more casual wear than we had pre-covid and partnerships has been always a theme for us at Indochino whether it be in China, or Japan, across North America with organizations like the Yankees or our landlords but we partnered with Nordstrom in a very big way and it's been it's been colossal right like we are now in 21 Nordstrom locations that will expand rapidly in the years to come Uh, We're opening, you know, uh, Nordstrom to a new type of customer, our customer, and also serving their customers. And so, you know, we've just been really, really fortunate to have, you know, that type of partnership to, to invest in and to make great for the benefit of customers across North America. The product expansion is super important. However, you made a good point, right? Like, the, the two things that we're seeing right now is number one, weddings, the wedding season is now a 12 month phenomenon. And, you know, we've got record number of groom and, and groomsmen every week. Um, and so the wedding business is just, we can't, we can't keep up. It's just amazing. And then, you know, people want to refresh their wardrobe, you know, and, and there's a place for chalk pants. There's a place for shorts uh, and a t-shirt, but ultimately the suit, and a, you know, nice piece of outerwear, shirting, you know, that's core to your wardrobe. And so if you've gained weight, if you've lost weight, um, or if you just feel like you need to have a refresh, you know, we're seeing that customer en masse as well. And and I actually think, you know, that customer will, um, you know, take hold more in September, October, when when a lot of people will start going back to the office. And so mm-hmm. I think the business is really well positioned for the next decade. Um, we're super, super excited, um, you know, and and so we're just going to keep building.
1: Yeah, that's great. I, I mean, ultimately, I think of myself as a customer and, you know, today I'm wearing a black dress shirt and I would be wearing a tie, but I have fat neck syndrome. So I, can't <laughs> even get, I can't even get the button done up. <laughs> um. So I, I know myself, like even for my podcast and my live stream, I want to refresh my wardrobe and get back into to suits and, and looking polished and, and that's that's why I brought it up is because it is a real life experience for myself as, you know, as I was on Zoom for the last 18 months or teams and able mm-hmm. to just, you know, I was probably still one of the more dressed up folks because um, everyone was in jogging pants uh, and t-shirts and ball caps. But now I, I do know a lot of people want to get back, start feeling good about their lifestyle, change some habits. And I think you guys are in a prime position to capitalize on that because that whole in-store experience that you were providing before COVID is now what everyone's looking coming out of COVID, and most retailers are trying to reinvent that in-store experience. and And you're you're coming out of it in a really good position. and And I appreciate the model. I've I've been to the Yorkdale location a number of times um, mm-hmm. to be able to actually experience it. And you know, I would I would encourage anyone that's looking for an omni-channel. Um, Omni-channel experience to get to a store and and see what it's about and talk. Like I was selfishly speaking to some of your customers and what what they enjoyed about it. And it was it was they they felt that they were really being catered to. It was more of a clienteling mm-hmm. type of experience versus walking into a store and just trying to find something off a shelf and being left to your own devices. A lot of guys really appreciated that the handholding that they were getting from from that whole Indochino experience.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know what, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than going to an event or a party or, you know, dinner and, and, you know, the person next to you wearing the same sweater or the same jacket or the same right. shirt. <laughs> and so, you know, one of the things that we really emphasize is that, you know, each garment is one of a kind, right? Whether it's the lining, whether it's the stitching, whether it's the material or, or the combination thereof, you know, you've got as a customer a one of a kind in Chino and, you know, our customers just have a lot of fun, right? Like they just love the experience. Um, the client telling I've heard, um, but just, you know, really just having a fun experience, you know, buying clothing is, is something that's, that's different, right? Yeah. You, most of the time as you walk into the store, you might be helped. You might not, uh, you might try it on, you might not have time or, or there'd be a lineup. Um, and then you go home and it doesn't fit or it's too, you know, it's not exactly what you thought. And so, you know, one of the things that's really unique about our business and speaks to, you know, the customer satisfaction is our return rate is less than 1%. Right. So if you're, if you're, you know, building a garment on it, it's, you know, you're building it for yourself and, you know, the likelihood of you bringing it back is, is almost zero. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's a really really fun experience, and I encourage uh, you to get back to Yorkdale and <laughs> get, get all dressed up again.
0: Yeah, I you know, I, will. I just,
2: I, just I, I was on BNN last week and and CNBC the the week before, and each time I've been talking about these Roaring Twenties. I think we're in for just a phenomenal decade ahead of a lot of fun, and you're going to want to dress up to do that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you know a lot of people have been missing on just even going out to dinner or plays or just that entertaining. And I think when they do it now, they're going to appreciate it a little bit more. And I mean, I was going to plays in New York City and people were wearing shorts and a T-shirt. I think people are going to want to go back to that where they care about these events and want to show their best of themselves as they go to these types of things. So it should be interesting to see if if I'm the only one thinking that way or a lot of people just want to step it up a notch.
2: Well, I can tell you just based on the volume that we have, whether it's New York all the way through to Austin, Texas, you know, people want to get dressed back up. And so you're, yeah. you're a part of the, the group, right? Um, yeah. People are, are not just wanting to have fun, but wanting to look great, you know, doing it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's your own personal brand by dressing up. So I always, I always think that you dress and that's a cliche, but you dress for success and you dress to showcase your own personal brand as well. So Um, showing up to a play in shorts and t-shirts, never something I recommend. Um, let's get on to where do you think the industry overall in e-commerce is going? You've been a big player in it in Canada now for a number of years. Uh, you've got some great U S experience. Maybe, maybe you see some trends happening in the U S that are going to translate to Canada. What are your thoughts about the e-commerce industry going forward?
2: I just think there's so much opportunity. You know, one of the one of the incredible gifts uh, of my life is that, you know, I came back to Canada at a time when, you know, e-commerce was just nascent, right? And, you know, not, not just nine and 10. It was probably nine and a half out of 10 people just weren't shopping online in Canada. And that's changing. Yeah. You know, it's been accelerated by COVID. Um, you know, retailers and businesses, I'll say, in general, have been forced to really, really invest in the experience, which is something we talked about 10 years ago. And so I still think we're in the, you know, the bottom of the first uh, to use a baseball analogy. Like, I think there's a long way to go. I think these next two, three decades from a, from an e-commerce um, and from a direct to consumer perspective are going to be just fantastic. Like they're just going to be phenomenal both for the consumer as well as for business. You know, I mentioned earlier, we've invested in, you know, 30 companies and, and, you know, almost every one of those companies serves the Canadian consumer in a digital format. So whether it's selling insurance online or getting your mortgage done online or buying apparel, um, health care, et cetera, you know, we've really, really invested heavily. Um, our companies now are valued over $2 billion here in Canada. And so there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for Canadian entrepreneurs and and people that want to work for great organizations that are focused on the Canadian consumer. And uh, we're just going to keep doing that, right? We're going to continue to invest. um, And, you know, I think the years of e-commerce and and direct-to-consumer online are, are, like I said, just really, really still early days. And there's a lot of opportunity.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, one of the other things I admire about your um, go-to-market when you're behind a brand, especially Indochino, is a lot of times people look for influencers or mm-hmm. they're, they're looking for a PR agency to talk about their brand. I notice when you're part of a brand, and specifically Indochino, mm-hmm. you are the front and line of, of that brand. I see you doing press releases, blogs, you're, you're in the media quite a bit talking about the brand and advocating for it. How is How did you take that strategy versus other people that would be like, let's just get an influencer to talk and be be the face of of Indochino?
2: Yeah, look, I think it's a combination of both. I appreciate you saying that. I think it's a combination, though, of both, right? I think, mm-hmm. you know, as the as the leader of the company, as the sort of person putting together the, the roadmap and the vision for the company, I think you have to be, you know, front and center, right? And you have yeah. to be you know, explaining, you know, what you've done, where you are and where you're going as a company. And so, you know, I take a lot of pride in doing that um, at Indochino or in, in any uh, company that that I'm behind. Um, but we don't shy away from, from partnering with, you know, exceptional people. Like with Indochino, we've got hundreds and hundreds of athletes that wear the brand. You know, last week, Dana White. Uh, yep. you know, suited up for, I, I don't know, 25 or 30 suits in his office. And he's just such a great guy and, and we appreciate his support. Um, Trevor Lawrence in the draft, we've got 10 NBA players uh, for this year's draft. We had 15 last year. Uh, we've got a very, very big announcement on the NFL side coming down here in a couple of weeks. And so we're just constantly, constantly hustling and, and really putting the brand in the hands of people that people admire right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. Dana White or Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, or that first overall NBA player, we, we, we want to, you know, show that success beside Indochino and we've done a really, really good job of that. Um, we don't, you know, influencers is an interesting sort of category and, and, um, you know, way to grow a brand. And I think there's amazing, you know, brands are doing an amazing job uh, of partnering. We, we do it a little differently. We like, we just like to get to the partnership element of it more than just a social post or, you know, what have you. Um, we really try to bring, you know, build lasting relationships with, with, with people that we get engaged with. And so, you know, an example would be Trevor Lawrence. Yes. You know, draft day. Yes. Conference after draft day, but actually suited him up for his wedding, you know, a month before the draft and, we suited up his parent or his dad and and his family and his groomsmen. And, you know, we were a small part of that wedding and I was getting text messages literally on his wedding day of, of how excited they were about their Indochinos. And so that's the type of, that's what, that's what I love. I love, I love, you know, partnering and building with, and, and we've done a good job of that. I think.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I think when you guys do stuff like that, it becomes a lot more authentic versus just an Instagram post. And then you never hear from that person for another year. And then all of a sudden they're engaging with another product. Um, when you see that they're using it for real and that you're impacting their their lives, then, then it becomes authentic. And then if they do do a, a tweet or an Instagram post around it, it's from a consumer perspective, it's more digestible versus, oh, no, this is really phony. This is just a sponsored partnership.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we're, and, and to be fair, I mean, we're, we're lucky because the suit is still, like I said, the core of your wardrobe. So whether you're a, you know, an athlete, a business person, celebrity, you know, what have you, you, you need to have a suit <laughs> at yeah. least one, if not a thousand. And so, you know, we're lucky in the category that we're in that we can do what we can do, I think to a certain extent, but it's all through effort, right? Nothing happens by accident in life, as you know, and, and we focused on building the brand alongside other brands, whether those be individual or, or organizations like the Yankees and Red Sox. We have we've focused on that and it's worked really well. You know, I think we're one of the most recognizable brands now in North America and and certainly one of the fastest growing brands in the world.
1: Yes. Great, great. So uh, to wrap this up tonight, Drew, I really appreciate you taking some time to spend with uh, delivering e-commerce. Um, this is my 15th episode now. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. How can people get a hold of you if they want to connect with um, Mr. Drew
2: Green? Well, pretty simple. Drew at Indochino.com um, is my email. And, uh, you know, LinkedIn, Instagram, um, you know, Facebook also works. But, uh, but that's my email. And just really, really good talking to you again. Looks like you're doing really well. I uh, can't believe how much you've been working out. You look so good, <laughs> and, uh, and we'll 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 catch each other soon. Okay? okay,
1: I appreciate it, Drew, and I look forward to further conversations with you. All the best, my friend.
2: All right, you take care, my friend. All right, Bye-bye. cheers.
0: You've been listening to Delivering E Commerce. It's our passion to have on leaders and suppliers in e-commerce from around the globe, setting you and your strategy up for the next level. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. Connect with Chris on LinkedIn at Chris Parsons. On LinkedIn and Spotify at Delivering E-Commerce. Or on YouTube at Chris Parsons Delivering E-Commerce. Till next time, this is Delivering E-Commerce.